Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Steve Rosenblum. We suck, so your self-quarantine doesn't have to. Mark Grody. I think there will be lasting derivatives of this once we get through it, and hopefully we will. Um, with minimal damage, that um, people will be more aware, honestly, of washing their hands and um, Good thing. and apparently wiping. Apparently wiping. They suck, so you don't have to. They can do what they have to do. They know what they have to do. Now they don't have any problem getting it done. Founding members of the WB Club. Wake and bake. Come on. Where's Toby? So I'm practicing, you know, social distancing, and I have a few tips for everybody, you know. You know, no sharing pipes or joints, things like that. The three words that describe this show, and I quote, Stink. Stank. Stunk. It's Saturday Suckage on the score. We should be 670 WSUK. Saturday Suckage. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde here with you. We're broadcasting from the Score Hyundai Studios presented by your local Hyundai dealers. And we are starting Saturday Suckage. We suck so you don't have to. And we'll start with what Mark heard where we asked the question, what does Andy Dalton think of Chicago Bears inexplicably employed GM Ryan Paces apparently being so embarrassed by signing the new QB that he ducked the Zoom call? I'll hang up and listen for my answer. Hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Steve. How are <laughs> you? It's good to hear your sunshiny voice on what is, what at least outside my window, looks to be a brilliant Saturday. And I don't think anybody thought that Andy Dalton would be escorted by anybody on that particular day. I, I know Ryan Pace will speak ahead of the draft, so... We will get to ask him about that at that point. But it was all all Andy Dalton this week. Well, wouldn't you think a general manager who's so proud of signing a new starting quarterback would show up to explain why he's so proud of the new starting quarterback? Did he and say yet, he was proud? I don't know. Do we know if he's proud? Is he proud? I, of well, him? he just he's... named a new starter. If he's not proud, then again, he proves how ignorant how how blind, deaf, dumb, stupid George McCaskey and Ted Phillips We're fired up. Yeah, right. You're fired. Just stop it there. Can we re-edit that? You're fired. Just We're stop fired. It right there. Yeah, there oh, we go. No. So I think we need to start our Saturday Second Show with what Mark heard because I can imagine it is bursting with baronalia. Well, there is. I have uh, a couple baronalias. I have some some bullinalia because that wasn't particularly good last <laughs> night either. No, that wasn't. So, we'll have Rick Camp on next hour to talk about how how not good that was. Yeah, I, I pulled an audible on Mark on what Mark heard. I needed to add a little bit of Bulls audio to the fun. But we will start with 
Andy Dalton, and I mostly did this for you because you haven't had a chance to react. I was part of the Zoom and have been on the score a lot this week. But the let's face it, the the key bit of news that uh-huh. came out of that presser from Andy Dalton was, as you mentioned at the beginning, that Andy Dalton is QB1. I did not expect him to say the following during the press conference. Here's Andy Dalton. They told me I was a starter. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to come here. And so every conversation I've had is uh, has been that. So um, that's the assurance that I've got. Yeah, and I, I, I've I, had fully figured it would be, hey, I was told uh, I'm going to have a chance to come in here and compete for the starting job. I expect to be the starter, but I haven't been guaranteed anything. It sounds like he's been told that he's a starter, and I think that that caught a lot of us off guard uh, during that Zoom call that he was. I mean, it's not shocking because he's brought in for a reason and he's here, but just the fact that this is what he's been told, that's what it is after all the Russell Wilson stuff did catch me off guard. Wasn't Mike Glennon told the same thing? Yeah, he the was. Only Here's thing the, good... Andy Dalton, the only thing Andy Dalton didn't say was, it's my year. It's my year. They Andy said Dalton... My year. Andy Dalton is so much better than Mike Glennon, though. You know that, but, Steve. But this is the same plan. This is this, okay. This year is my what, year. Yeah. This is what. This is where you are with the the clown college that George McCaskey, Ted Phillips are empowering and enabling Ryan Pace to run now through collaboration. It's reruns. We've seen this before. It started with Glennon. Okay, here's QB one. He start. It's his year. Oh, by the way, his first public appearance. We're gonna draft the. His, we're gonna trade up in the draft and select Mitch Trubisky, who's going to be our quarterback of the future. And that failed. And then they collaborated on Nick Foles, and that was a disaster. So where are we again? The same guy is now signing a free agent in his 30s that nobody has a lot of hope for. A guy who had, by the way, a worse quarterback rating than Mitch Trubisky, and he's been told he's QB1. He's the starter. It's his year. His Ryan Pace's, his playbook is done. It had three pages. He used them all, and now we're going back to the first one. I, I can, you, can you dispute that? Can you say something different? Doesn't this look... We've seen this movie before, and everyone dies. Absolutely. Well, yeah, no, it is an extremely similar playbook. It is, but it it is Plan B, and I don't know that there was or is after this point a a better option than having, you know, your competent quarterback, but then drafting a guy for the future, and that's not necessarily what they wanted to do, but because Seattle wouldn't play ball. With the Bears, this is what they have to do. Now, to that end, you, your reaction led, led in the perfect direction <laughs> to the next cut because the next cut that I have is slugged. The slug, as we say in the radio business. Do we say that in the radio business? Slug, I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, you just said slug. Yeah, uh, slug. Um, I think we say that. Um, it didn't feel natural coming out of my mouth, though. Wouldn't mind if Bears drafted QB. Here's Dalton on that. I think that's just kind of part of it. I've I've been uh, I've been the starter and helped the backup, you know, throughout my career. And so I think it's what you can do to help the next guy. You know, we'll we'll see if that's the case and and what we do in the draft. But you know, I've got no problem with that. All right. I mean, yeah, he he is the start. And as long as and and if we are following the 2017 playbook, then as long as Andy Dalton is competent. He could probably be the quarterback for the entire season. Mike Glennon was so bad that they had to put Mitchell Trubisky in in whatever it was. Was it the fourth or fifth game that year? And who knows? It started the fifth game. Fifth game, yeah. And who knows how or if, you know, if if John Fox had some long-term stunting of his progress that lasted lasted into the Matt Nagy era. Who knows? Because... You know, Fox had no idea he was getting a quarterback. He uh-huh. was not known as one to develop quarterbacks and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, no, that that was a good question, one that had to be asked of Andy Dalton because that's what he's going to be dealing with. There, there will, you know, unless something changes, and 
I have not ruled out hope for something possibly changing in the Russell Wilson category, then yeah, there, there's going to be a young quarterback in the room. And uh, it, from being on the Zoom with Andy Dalton, seems like a great guy, seems like a straight shooter, and seems like a guy who would be amenable to bringing along a young quarterback. So I think that's good. He seems to have a grasp of reality greater than Mike Glennon did because Glennon just sounded and looked so silly. And, you know, he's tall. You know, people forget how tall Mike Lennon is. Very tall. Really tall. Yeah, six, a, a legit 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, maybe? 6'8", six, something six, like eight. that. 6'8", okay. Yeah, you want to go 6'8", I mean. My former queen, Amanda Kashubi, would say, you know, he's really tall. People forget that. But he just <laughs> sounded so lame. Andy Dalton has a grasp of reality. I'll say that. Well, he, here's, well, Steve, too, he's also accomplished a decent amount. I mean... He more, did. He has been. Yeah, he's been to Pro Bowls. Yeah. I mean, he's had, he's had a decent career. I mean, they're not getting a bad quarterback. It's just not Russell Wilson. No, well, they're not getting a great one, either, a good one either. I mean, they're getting a guy with last year, in Dallas, you could we could debate Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott with David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. And I would say that C.D. Lamb is better than Darnell Mooney. And all of a sudden, you start adding it up. And you go, wait, Andy Dalton had better weapons than any of the Bears quarterbacks. And Andy Dalton had a worse quarterback rating. He had a worse completion percentage. He had fewer yards, fewer TDs. I mean, this is this is adding to, Pitt, to Ryan Pace's like acid-etched legacy as a quarterback putts you got a guy who's worse than the one who just signed for like five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus in in buffalo so his base is 2.5 his max is 4.5 mitch trubisky backing up josh rosen there and you paid however you break it down they probably were paying less in a single season but you're josh allen is, by the way this is josh allen so you got <laughs> so that's what you got you got a guy who was booed at a softball game <laughs> that's that's part of Andy Dalton's legacy, which is why he knew he could handle. I don't know if the cut is in your what Mark heard that we are currently doing now on the score, but he seemed to have a grasp of the reality that they're going to draft a young quarterback and he's supposed to mentor as well as start. And then there was a grasp of you weren't really popular here. Your name wasn't, it wasn't Russell Wilson, it wasn't yeah. Sean Watson, and he had a grasp of that. This is a guy who was booed at a a, at a softball game. And right. A celebrity softball game in Cincinnati because of his playoff failing. So it's like he's a per, perfect Bears quarterback. I well, mean, just, and, I, and, and maybe, Julio, you could find that cut for us, but um, I think that that's good though because (laughs) as it was told to me one time like this is the way it is in every nfl city the quarterback is the 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 guy who gets the pressure but it is it is amped up in a media town like chicago Uh and uh it there have been many quarterbacks who have not been able to handle that we know that mitchell trubisky had his moments of turning off tvs and Things like that and being conflicted over social media. And I don't know if I was a Bears quarterback, unless I was, you know, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, I probably would turn off my social media, too. Um, (laughs) But I think that this is honestly, I think it's good. Like if he's been booed in Cincinnati, like it's a step up from Cincinnati. Get a little taste of the big market in Dallas, but it's, it's going to be helpful for him when he does have or if he has bad moments in games because then then it really going to be like 2017 because then everybody's going to be screaming for the the drafted quarterback in whatever round he ends up being in he's mark Rody. i'm steve rosenblum this is saturday suckage the uh, the bears are as a texter notes a 618 texter i mean it's like the bears tailored this whole scenario to fit into this show well, that's what the Saturday suckage is all about. A15 texture. Hey guys, we should crown Ryan Pace as the king of suckage instead of this show. Well, he does seem to be outdoing us. If you uh, you want in on the tech zone, 
The Tech Zone is brought to you by Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time. Shop online at RosenHyundai.com. The number is 312-644-6767. It's also the number to that we receive our one phone call for every three hours of show that we do. <laughs> That's our our yards per pass average. So we will um, we have more of what Mark heard this week. Do we not? I do. Yeah, absolutely. Let's- so we're going to go there right now. Okay. And yeah. and I, I've got Julio scurrying for that last cut of the Bears, too, which we'll get to in a little bit. But okay. in the meantime, let's move on to the Chicago Bulls. And I know we're going to talk more about the Bulls, but just to let people know what happened last night, the Bulls ended up losing to Denver 131-127 in overtime. The Bulls seemingly had had control of the game. They were up, what, 14 with about eight minutes to go, and then an 8-0 run, some bad turnovers, a bad foul by Kobe White, flagrant, and then ultimately it was Jamal Murray hitting a, a three at the regulation buzzer, and then Denver taking over eventually late in overtime after more Bulls sloppiness. So the Bulls should have won last night, even though they were playing a tough team on the road, and there's been a pattern of this now as of late, losing big leads, or at least, you know, the San Antonio game, too, where a little bit of pressure, and then also the Bulls folded in that game, too. So all of that said, let's hear what the Bulls head coach, Billy Donovan, had to say about last night's game. You know, again, I'll try to be as honest as I can. We we play like a self-fulfilling prophecy. That's what we do. I mean, the amount of things that we had to do to put them in a position to win the game was mind-boggling. But it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I think it's a great challenge for our team because I think exactly what you're talking about is exactly right. I get the sense that I I see, here we go again, uh-oh. And for us to become the team that I think we could become and play basketball the way we do for really long stretches of a time, this is an area that we have to overcome, that we have to find a way uh, to 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 you know make the necessary plays, and it wasn't one play; it was a lot of plays. And we've got to be able to make winning plays at winning time. I mean, I think if you look at it, you know, uh, we did a pretty good job defensively just coming down the stretch. And you know, they're 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 kind of, I think it's a six-point game. Jokic makes a three, you know, and then Murray makes a three, and then Murray makes a pull-up like jump shot. They make it to four at the end, like. You have to make those kind of plays. Not even so much putting the ball in the basket, but you've got to make those plays. And this is the challenge for this team. The, the, the hurdle of getting over that where I don't know uh, how else to say it, but we, we've, got to, we've got to come together and take that on as a team. It's too bad because the way the game had been going, there was some serious positives to take out of it. And, uh, the the Otto Porter game happened last night. You know, he had a couple of big yeah. shots in the fourth quarter, including a step back. Like, he looked legit, man. Kobe White with a big three and playing as he has all year, hitting big shots in the fourth quarter. Denzel Valentine with a big three-point play. But there were enough then bad, sloppy plays that negated all that goodness. Kobe White played like an idiot. He fouled another three-point shooter. Yeah. And then got a flagrant one. And the flagrant was it, man. Like, they went downhill after the well, flagrant. That was yeah, it. I, I just You're fouling a guy who's five inches taller than you. He's just, uh, I appreciate the energy, but, but that reflects something Billy Donovan has not accomplished, if he's going to be able to with a majority of these players. They, they average about 16 turnovers a game, which is awful, and they foul three-point shooters with more regularity than I've ever seen and that veteran reporters have ever seen, and that starts with Casey Johnson. That's a lack of discipline all the way around. And you know the saying, when someone shows you who they are, believe them? This appears to be who these players are, and it's up to Arturis Karnaschovas and Mark Eversley to to decide, along with Billy Donovan, who is incapable of showing any discipline or learning it. Who do we have to move on from? That's what this trade deadline is all about. Yeah, you see and veterans and, doing stupid things. Sadoransky, and then Thaddeus Young. Why is he double down? Why is he doubling off Murray 
at the end when the Denver needs a three and, and on Jokic in the in the paint. Let him have a two. Go right ahead. So you've got contagious stupidity and just bad plays that Billy Donovan was talking about. But to me, it comes down to discipline. Stop fouling three-point shooters. Be smarter than that. Protect the ball. Make smarter plays. And they're just not. But they are showing you who they are, these players, in a lot of ways. And unfortunately, maybe the coach is too, that he's not going to reach a lot of these players. Let me ask you a question. I'm actually looking for an answer because I don't know. With the prevalence of three-point shooting and in a space in the NBA where, yeah, you got to guard the three-point shots most of the time, unlike a different time in the NBA where those guys seem to just be open. So isn't it natural that there's – it's disproportionate probably, but isn't it natural that there's going to be more three-point shooters getting fouled, whereas there once upon a time when that happened, it was like, oh, my God, he's taking three shots at the free throw. Like, it was a devastating moment. Like, it, like now it's too much, but shouldn't we have expected at some point in time there'd be a bad team in the NBA about following three-point shooters just because everybody shoots the three and teams win with the three? Right, and it would be a bad team, and the Bulls are a bad team when it comes to that. But there was a, there was another moment later on. I, I, I understand what you're saying. There are more threes, more chances right. to foul them. But you realize that you're, that's a bad matchup. Kobe White wasn't close, and the guy was taking the shot, and, and you're, Kobe White's looking up at him, and he's giving away half a foot. It's a stupid play. You have to just concede certain things. Maybe he'll miss. And there was another play later on where it's Jokic at the basket defending a layup, and I cannot remember which bull it was. But he didn't go for the block. He didn't go for the great defensive play. He didn't go for the, oh, watch me expend all this effort. He conceded the basket. It's a mm-hmm. layup. I'm not getting a foul. I'm not giving right. him any more points than necessary. That's discipline, and that's smarts. And I think that's, again, Jokic and, and Murray are terrific players. The Bulls don't have guys like that. They don't. They certainly don't have a pair like that. They're trying to find those two guys to start with. That's a hell of a two-man game. But they're smart, and that's something the Bulls have not shown on any kind of consistent basis. All right, I got Kobe, too. I got Kobe White because okay. we talked about the... The flagrant foul, some of the sloppiness. He did He did make some big shots as well, but here's Kobe White after the game. Oh, we don't have Kobe. I'm sorry. However, we can do this, though, Steve. We can oh. we could take the, the – we could put it back in reverse and go back to the Bears because we were talking about Andy Dalton and his ability to take criticisms and hearing about – all the Russell Wilson noise. We have found that Andy Dalton cut. Let's bring it to you right now. I mean, I obviously know there's been a lot of talk, and uh, but you know, I'm, I'm coming in from the outside. A lot of people don't, you know, know a ton about me. and are going to get to learn, uh, learn a lot about me while I'm here. And so, you know, that's all I'm, I'm, I'm worried about, you know. And so for me, I, I'm, I'm here now, and uh, hopefully everybody gets a chance to see who I am as a player, as a person, and. Uh, see what we're going to be able to do with this organization. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm excited about the opportunity. Obviously, there's been a lot of talk, but, you know, I'm not worried about any of that. He knows it. It's it's out there. Uh-huh. It's impossible to avoid. He hears and sees the same <laughs> headlines that we all do. That's right. And that's why the general manager just was too embarrassed to show up to the Zoom call because it's only Andy Dalton. It's not somebody we're really proud of. Apparently. Maybe he just but, wanted to let uh, him have his moment, Steve. Maybe he didn't want to, you know, no, be the, he, this is your moment crap. to shine, Andy Dalton, it's in your crap. brilliant hair. That's crap. That's crap. It's just like that, that mark is, I'm glad I'm not wearing open-toed shoes. I just, that's <laughs> the bed on which Ryan Pace crapped, and there's a lot of quarterback crap on that bed you know what it is he sounds like the perfect e-bug emergency backup goalie the perfect guy who knows he's going to be shot at and you just have to just deflect him stop him do whatever you can throw your body in front of it and just accept it with that kind of resignation and i think that's a great approach to go into it with you can't like you said earlier you can't be running around the building trying to turn off all the tvs 
is just not healthy. So, no, I mean, this guy, I like... Andy, I think Andy Dalton's got the right approach. I think that's yeah, the situation. We know he knows what he's doing. How successful he's, he'll be with the Bears, I have no idea. But he knows what he's doing. He talks the part. There's not going to be issues with learning playbooks and things like that. That I can promise you. All right, we're going to... And he can throw from the pocket better than Mitch. The problem is he yes. can throw more interceptions. All right, let's... Let's take a break. When we come back, later on this hour, we'll talk with Chris Emma, who wrote a, had some re- brought together some remarkable reporting about what the Kyle Fuller, part of the fallout of, of what's going on with Ryan Pace, what that means, how that resonated in the locker room. We will discuss that. But first, let's take a break. When we come back, there's the Russell Wilson rumors won't die. We need to... You can help me here. Who has... Who has more reason to make sure this talk continues? The Bears or the Seahawks or mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's people? Who? Let's let's see if we can figure this out next. I'm Steve Rosenwald. He's Mark Grody. We're talking Bears. So, of course, it's Saturday Suckage. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Ganza is going on now. Get two free windows with every two you buy. There is no limit. Plus, make no down payment with no payments and no interest for 24 months. Don't put it off. Beat the spring rush. If your heater is running endlessly, try to keep out the cold. You're wasting energy, wasting money, and wearing out your heating system prematurely. Call Window Nation today for these once-a-year savings, but hurry. This offer is for a limited time. Buy two windows, get two free, and pay no Nothing for two full years. As a special bonus, call 866-90-NATION now and get a Nest thermostat with a house full of windows. Call today for this. Buy now, pay later offer. 866-90-NATION. Or visit windownation.com. Tell them Mullen Hall sent you. Liberty. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Well, as the world's blandest man, the idea of insurance made for me is almost Riveting. Big fan of beige? Mm, I find other neutrals too unpredictable. That's cool. Liberty Mutual's just here to protect your home with customized insurance. And here we've got my doorstop collection. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Wendy's is serving up the hot breakfast of your dreams. From the sweet and savory honey butter chicken biscuit to the breakfast baconator with six strips of oven-baked bacon. Wendy's breakfast will leave you floating on air. So don't get burned by bad breakfast ever again. Choose wisely, choose Wendy's, and get the breakfast you deserve. We got you. At participating U.S. Wendy's. Tax time is new vehicle savings time during Riverfront's Jeep Celebration event. Get huge discounts, low finance rates, and lease payments at Riverfront Jeep in North Aurora and buy at Riverfront.com. If you are purchasing a home or refinancing your mortgage, call Team Huckberg, your trusted local lender, at 855-56-DAVID or visit 56david.com. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago Sports Station. Up about that. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm available or not. That's a that's a Seahawks <laughs> question. That's hello. What? Where to go? Oh, Bears. Hello. Where to go? Hey, what? We had. I heard the music and then it stopped. <laughs> this is Saturday. It ruined your flow. Folks. You had a it's flow a, going, Rosenblum, and then it just Saturday, stopped. Yeah, hustle and flow, that's me. Yeah, man, hustle and flow, Rosenblum. Yeah, yeah, this is Saturday Suckage, if you couldn't tell. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody. We suck so you don't have to, and we are appropriately aided in that. So, that's Russell Wilson. He doesn't know if he's available. And yet, for, I mean, we're day 17 of Adam Schefter reporting that Russell Wilson's available. Don't don't sleep on the Bears. They're still trying. They're still doing this. All right. So he keeps reporting it. It shows up in other places, and and then you hear the offer of, you know, whatever it was, three number ones, a second, a third, two players, which really doesn't sound like a true Bears offer because it's not overpaying enough the way Ryan Pace does. So I didn't believe that was actually the Bears offer. There'd have to be more in there for Ryan Pace to bid against himself and overpay. 
Who benefits, Mark? Why is this rumor still alive? I think now it's alive purely because of Seattle's side. I think I think Seattle, the one thing that was not involved in that trade was a guarantee that they would have a competent quarterback going into next year. Seattle, that is. And like all that sounded great, but the one thing the Bears couldn't offer was a QB. I think that there are probably other teams around the league that could probably offer the same thing that the Bears had offered and maybe a quarterback that they'd be more interested in or get more out of it if you add, added a third team to the mix as well because I know that Seattle's had some interest in Sam Darnold, so you could still link the Bears in with that. So basically, to, to make it easy, Seattle is saying it's – kind of dead for now but not really it's alive we're still listening we're picking up the phone we won't ignore your calls so you that think seattle sense? is the one leaking it to adam schefter not Russell i do i do oh i do i think the bears have made it completely clear i mean they i'm assuming it's the bears that let it out the the offer that they made which i think was important for bears fans to know and wh- what else are the bears going to do in terms of the, the offers made, they know it, and so now it's on to Seattle to decide whether or not to keep it alive, and apparently they are. Do you think um, Andy Dalton is a starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks? Is he the quarterback they want? Wow, that's such a great question. Well, I am why, gonna... Don't you think that's why he's here? He's a placeholder for that deal, so they don't need a third team? Well, the 20th pick isn't going to get either the Bears or Seahawks quarterback, right? If you make the Russell Wilson deal. So that, but if you send that quarterback and you think that defense is good enough, but that offensive line's horrible, that's why Russell Wilson wants to get out because he's the most sacked guy, like 400 sacks, and you're just not, he doesn't want to do that anymore than somebody less elusive than him, and that's certainly Andy Dalton. So how do you make that work? But is Andy Dalton that guy? Well, I don't think so, and it goes back to the first audio we played on this show today that Andy Dalton boldly said, without hesitation, and answered several follow-ups about it, that he's the starting quarterback of the Bears. There's no way they would have told him that unless there was some sort of miscommunication. There's no way they would have told him that if the plan was to flip him once they once they purchased him. So, I... I don't know. Like, like you just tell the guy, look, you're going to have a chance to compete. You, you are in that quarterback room. And the, apparently they didn't say that. They told him he's a starter. So I would say no. I would say no that that is not the move that will satiate or satisfy the Seattle Seahawks in a trade. Well, it might not. But I don't think I, – I don't base it on any kind of credibility that Ryan Pace has. There's no reason to believe – I mean, this is a guy who wouldn't tell his coach who he was drafting. His coach wanted Deshaun Watson, by the way. So I don't, there's no reason to think Ryan Pace has any sense. And you're trying to make sense of it. You're trying to, and I understand trying to establish some, some credibility and some putting, standing by what you say and some conscience in the whole thing. But this is big business and it doesn't matter what you say. It only matters what you do. I totally believe that Ryan Pace could I mean, can't you imagine Ryan Pace saying, well, yeah, we had, we told Andy he was a starting quarterback here because we believed that's what he was going to do. But we got a chance to make this deal with Seattle, and we're shipping him to Seattle, and now Russell Wilson's coming here, and that's the way this business is. I could totally hey, hear that. I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess, like, in the technical court of law sort of way, <laughs> he, yes, he was our starting quarterback that day. That, that day, we told him that was our plan. But yeah. and and there is no Bears fan that would be mad at him for that, obviously, if no. if he was to get Russell Wilson for Andy Dalton. And it doesn't matter what I mean. The Bears don't care about fans. You saw that with Ted Phillips and what George did. They don't care about their fans. You know, and they just don't care about what what they think, what they need, what their what their process is. I mean, Ted treated Bears fans for stupid by saying, "Did we get the quarterback position exactly right?" No. Okay, you, you, just, you just treated Bears fans like idiots. You showed no respect for them because you're trying to justify how great a six-game losing streak is by, by succeeding to get a, 
essentially a playoff spot that is the, the NFL version of Mercy Sex. It's just a whole bunch <laughs> of extra stuff, and we did this for you guys. It's just awful the way the Bears look at it. So there's not credibility doesn't matter, and competence doesn't matter. I'm just trying to figure out who benefits more by the continued Russell Wilson rumors being out there. If you say it's Seattle, then that goes against the report that Pete Carroll exercised his his veto privilege. Mm, right. We're not trading Russell Wilson. Okay, maybe that's true, maybe that's not. We don't know what's true. There's so much lying this time of year and lying in pro sports anyways. But if it's Russell, does this, if you say it's Russell Wilson instead of either of the team that is that is using Adam Schefter, then maybe then that would speak to the the degree to which Russell Wilson is upset with Seattle and upset with the situation hmm. and his desire to move if it's his people who keep saying that. So you most likely, and by the way. My guy, George McCaskey, does care about you, the Bears fan, Steve Rosenblum. I just yeah, want you just to know don't, that. Just don't uh, insult him when he walks through the South Lawn. Well, hey, I saw him shaking hands with everybody in, like, the line in Bourbon A and shaking hands. But anyway, anyway, I like George. But, but back to your question. So you think that it's... Russell Wilson, not Seattle, not the Bears, but Russell Wilson, who's keeping this thing alive. I'm not saying I think that. I'm just trying to look at it from all standpoints. The Bears have reason to want to use Adam Schefter by propping up. We're still trying. We're still trying. We're still trying. Because in a lot of ways, the, the idiocy of McCaskey and Phillips is they give participation ribbons. Oh, look, we lost six games in a row because we were of all these self-inflicted wounds. But look, we, we came up to beat bad teams, and look how good we came out of the own, our own self-inflicted six-game losing streak. So they give participation ribbons. It's, it's understandable the Bears, or somebody in the Bears, that Ryan Pace would want to use Ryan, uh, Adam Schefter for saying, we're still in this, we're still in this, look how hard we're trying. I could also see Seattle saying it is um, in in that they're trying to raise the price. They're it's say, pretty hey, amazing. The Bears, like, Bears are here, the Bears are close. And I can see Russell Wilson's people saying, we really hate these guys in Seattle. They won't listen to me. I don't have a say in what we want to do. And my offensive line stinks. Well, so see, and see now, now I'm going back to the Pete Carroll squashing the whole thing. Because it, if he did that, then it's dead. Because... What the Bears reportedly <laughs> offered, what the Bears reportedly offered, that's a lot. I mean, I mean, I don't know what more you can get other than, like I was saying, a starting quarterback. But even that, who 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 is going to come to Seattle that's going to excite them at this point after having had Russell Wilson? So I am thinking that it's like my gut now is that it, it's over, that Russell Wilson will be the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks this year because like, it, it makes sense to think, oh, yeah, well, they're just, they're just playing the game here. They're trying to up the – that's such a big offer. Like, I just don't know what more, what more are you going to get. What more are you well, going to get? Ryan Pace will figure it out. If there's a chance to overpay, Ryan Pace will do it. He will, he will get there. Let's run this. And, and the ripple, what rippled – through what remains of the Bears locker room was an important part of the fallout from this. Kyle Fuller's not officially official departure yet, but impending departure. Chris Emma of the score collected stuff, wrote about it, and did an excellent job and brings you an important part of what an important part of this story that is not just bodies and numbers and things like that. It is about what the players feel and what the players think. I think it's important to hear about that. We're going to do that next on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. How much pride do you take in not only your ball skills, but your ability to make big tackles and big hits even against the run or the pass? Yeah, I take a lot of pride. Has that been something that's always been part of your game or is that something that's gotten more attention yeah. the last few years. I think I feel like I've always had it, you know, 
since I played football. That's Kyle Fuller, soon to be ex bear apparently. It's not officially official, but Trufant signed. Kyle Fuller, they got to make room. They want to get rid of your best players. and I don't know. There's a lot to that whole thing with involving Kyle Fuller, former All-Pro, arguably one of the three best corners in the league. Let's find out what that whole thing means as we go to the score hotline presented by Alpamani Ford. Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park on North Avenue or apford.com. Scores reporter Chris Emma joins us right here, coincident, coincidentally enough, on the score. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde with you. Chris, this rippled through. You wrote a terrific piece on, this, on the score's website, 670thescore.radio.com, 670thescore. Share with the class what you wrote about how this resounded through the locker room, metaphorically. Well, first of all, thanks for having me, guys. And yeah, it's uh, it's been a week that has not been well received by current members of the Bears because they've seen the writing on the wall. Everybody knew this team was over the cap, entering uh, this new year, $24 million over the cap. Contracts were restructured to get $23 million back, but the Bears were still over the cap. And you knew these painful decisions were coming. Uh, and it's left players frustrated to see that Kyle Fuller, a guy who's been a homegrown talent since 2014, and Akeem Hicks, a player who found his stride as a dominant NFL defensive lineman since arriving in 2016, both seem to be on their way out the door because Ryan Pace and his front office have mismanaged the cap to an extent where you're losing these homegrown locker room pillars. Do you think they asked Kyle Fuller to restructure and, and he said no? Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense for a player like Kyle Fuller to be restructuring. It, I mean, he's going to get a big market. Uh, I don't know if I can say the same for Akeem Hicks, who's been obviously a high-level player, but he's 31, and there's not much of a market for uh, defensive linemen right now. So uh, I guess the report's out there that Fuller was asked to restructure and to take what was a significant pay cut, and he said, nope, I'm going to go somewhere else. So uh, word is out. Everybody knows at this point that the Bears are looking to get rid of Kyle Fuller. They just officially signed Desmond Trufant to be his replacement with Fuller still on the roster. So uh, I don't know if there's going to be much of a trade market left, but uh, at this point, whenever Fuller is made available and released, he's going to be immediately free to sign somewhere else, and he's going to have a big market. And you think Hicks is going to get traded too, it sounds like. I don't know if he's going to be traded, Mark. I, you know, I think a lot of teams would love to have a guy like that, but I don't know if everybody knows he's going to be – he could be moved out. I, I think Fuller had seen more of his inevitability that he's going to be released, if not traded. Uh, Hicks, I don't know if it's quite clear that he would be released, but I don't know if a team's really going to be making a big offer for him. As good of a player as he's been, uh, the Bears don't have any leverage in this situation. Chris Emma joins us. He reports for the score. He's reporting for us now on Saturday Suckage. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde. Chris, the piece you wrote for 670, the score, the the part where a source told you that several key players were, quote, pissed. I don't know if that was Virginia McCaskey pissed, but <laughs> when players are pissed and you, you brag about your culture, again, the Bears just step in stupid on a regular basis. They need they need thigh-high waders to get through all the crap they step in. But that seemed to be, as you pointed out in your piece, and share with the class, the whole Eddie Jackson thing. Now you see his tweet, now you don't, but what he did and then what happened. This this seems, as one of the young players, as an important young player in that locker room and a voice who immediately, immediately became that resounded in that, resonated in that locker room. This seems very important. So Use the Eddie Jackson angle to to show what's going on with players. Yeah, Rosie, I mean, I, I heard that from a source close to the team that players were pissed. They were upset because Kyle Fuller is a very popular player. Um, Akeem Hicks is an extremely popular player. These are guys who have been through, you know, the ups and downs of these last several seasons and key parts of the locker room. And we heard Ted Phillips in January talked about that culture, said it's an envy around the league. It was embellished quite a bit, of course, but the Bears do have a good culture. And when you're getting rid of players who've been a part of that culture, 
it is something that upsets the locker room. And think about it from the perspective now of a guy like an Eddie Jackson, who just took, uh, what, 13 months after signing the most lucrative contract for a safety in the NFL, uh, he's asked to take a pay cut or restructure his contract and backload it. I, I believe that's the case. And you're doing that with the idea of, okay, I can keep Kyle Fuller around, right? I, I don't know for sure that Eddie Jackson was told they would keep Kyle Fuller around, but it's assumed a guy who he's played alongside and been really close with that you're making this kind of personal sacrifice to keep your locker room together. And then suddenly you're paying Andy Dalton with $10 million. I know it's a base salary of five and a half with the void years included, but you're bringing in outside guys to try to reshape this thing. You're getting rid of locker room pillars. And look, this team has been through a lot the last several seasons. Uh, specifically on the defensive side of the ball, dealing with the frustrations of the offense, and nobody has spoken out, criticized a player like a Mitchell Trubisky or Nick Foles or Matt Nagy in his play calling, and they kept things together through tough times, but now you're seeing the, the oh, trying to fix things on the offensive side of the ball and taking away from key players on the defense, and yeah, guys are obviously ticked off. All right, so other than, and I don't discount that, that Kyle Fuller was a, a pillar of the locker room, and he's obviously just an excellent he, he is what you just call a professional, excellent football player. That said, what is the drop-off when you bring in Desmond Trufant to, as it looks like, the blueprint to replace Kyle Fuller? What's the, is there a big drop-off? I think there's a drop-off. I, I would certainly put Kyle Fuller as one of the, you know, up in the upper echelon of top cornerbacks in the league. And I, I know he doesn't get the respect, you know, being one of those top-tier guys. And, you know, you want to see him get his hands on some more balls and, you know, some more game-changing plays like that. But he's steady. He's a rock. And he's somebody who, you know, he works so hard in terms of studying and understanding what teams are going to do against him. Uh, I think Desmond Trufant is a good addition, uh, but it's certainly no Kyle Fuller. And, uh, this defense is not getting better right now, and you kind of have to question, even though they're trying to upgrade the offense, is the offense going to be much better at all? It seems like this team took a big step back this week. We saw the defense flail and fail without Akeem Hicks when he was hurt. They just they weren't even close to that. One of the things Akeem Hicks does is he makes, besides making Khalil Mack better, I don't think it's possible to make Robert Quinn better. He was just a disaster. But they're getting Eddie Goldman back. Akeem Hicks' importance to me is you could deodorize a Desmond Trufant over a Kyle Fuller because you're not giving the quarterback time to zero in on Desmond Trufant. And I think that's what the value of Akeem Hicks, because it starts up front. That is That would be a huge loss to me, unless they have other plans. Do you have any? How, how does this scenario work out unless they think they can outscore everybody with with Andy Dalton quarterbacking. Yeah, and you said it, Rosie. I mean, this defensive line got worse this week. And, you know, losing to a guy like Roy Robertson-Harris, Brent Urban played well. He's off to the Cowboys now. Uh, Angelo Blackson was brought in, presumably to fill that void if Hicks is off the roster. But uh, this defensive line would be suffering, and this defensive front would be suffering without Akeem Hicks. And I'll add to that when you talk about, you know, the culture. And I know it's easy to roll eyes when you hear that word is because of the way that Ted Phillips put it in January. But... It would be a huge loss to that locker room, to a guy who's been, you know, the beating heart of this defense, an emotional leader, and somebody who's brought so much to the table since arriving in 2016. You, you can't really replace a guy like an Akeem Hicks, and I'm sure Angelo Blackson will be a good fill-in and a good replacement, but it's a big loss losing a guy like Akeem Hicks. And, and going back to the original point of this, guys, I mean, you're talking about... Uh, trying to save this salary cap. It, it's not a rebuild. It's not like they're rebuilding here. They're scrambling trying to fix this salary cap situation. That's been there and been the case for the last several months now. They've had time to get this thing right, to make the necessary moves, and it just seems like Ryan Pace and his group are doing a fire drill right now trying to fix this. Emma, I miss going to Buffalo Wild Wings with you and spending time thinking about this. I'm hearing your voice right now. And you and I, like, we're really, like, hanging out a lot. And then everything, the the pandemic, the Lake Forest training camp, it's come, it has come between us. So I wanted to make sure I get that out there. And then number two, the point of this conversation, Chris, as you said, is Russell Wilson. Okay. That's where we, <laughs> that's where we bring this. Do do you think Russell Wilson will be a Seattle Seahawk this year? 
Oh man, I'm talking to Mr. 16 and 0 and a guy who's also been selling this Russell Wilson thing. I, I, I don't want to let you guys down. I, I can't do it. Yes, Russell Wilson will be a Chicago Bear, no doubt about it. All right, All right. no, no, we, we, I actually said, <laughs> yeah, I actually said I think he's going to be in Seattle this year. But yeah, you're right. I've perpetuated or have have looked at any little sentence anywhere to glean hope that that it, it might happen, as as most Bears fans did for a long time. But it is what it is. But I miss you. That's really the the main point I wanted to make. I'm a senior face, Chris. Yeah, Mark, right. I miss good. you too. I know you do. That's... I know you do. Yeah. All right. Well, you two can carry on your FaceTime in private. We're going <laughs> to move on now. <laughs> Chris, thanks for sharing with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for your Take job. care, guys. All right. So that's Chris Emma, the score. Uh, we'll take a break. Next hour, uh, Rick Camp will join us to talk Bulls. Bulls. <laughs> oh, my God. Bulls. It's just the disaster that has become the Bulls, worse than ever. Jim... Vinny Del Boylan Donovan at the helm. Oh, you putting him in? Fi- the well, honeymoon is over. The well, honeymoon is over. We had expectations, and he just he's just us oh. away. He's, time he's out. Like, no time discipline. out. No time out. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll do that. But um, and also because Rick's part of the I'm Fat I'm Fat podcast, is so much food news going on, and they have March Fatness playing. So we will discuss that with Rick Camp. Before that, we'll discuss actual March Madness. We'll sort of come back with impressions, thoughts, schedules, things that are going on. He's Mark Rohde. I'm Steve Rosenblum. This is Saturday Suckage. And the Ohio State University is all about suckage in so many ways. It's layered. You keep peeling it back. It's like an onion. It makes you cry for the despicability of some of their fans. Chicago uh-huh. Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Morning Show. Start your day with the stories that matter to Chicago sports. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.